Yo, this your boy CJ the X Factor. We back again another week of hot takes with the experts. Better better than your yo yo crap like you in the 90s like you's a rapper. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we back again with uh top stories from the NFL, MLB, NBA, all sports, domestic, international. Um CJ the X Factor here. What's good ladies and gents? Shine Sands. Daddy Sanzo on the building, Sanzo Marek. Back another week, you know the dingo. Uh, <coughs> let's get into it, man. Let's talk that NFL talk, you know what I mean? It was a good week. Good week for For me, at least. It was a good week for me. What was so good about it? Uh, in the NFL, uh, Ravens give you all your things. I don't know about that. That was good. What you think about that game? Uh, one game. You wasn't expecting to go undefeated. Um, like I said last week, we always had problems with mobile quarterbacks. You did say that. I give you credit for and that. And I believe that that would actually be our toughest game. Not to say that would be the only game we lose. That could be the only game we lose by 17 points. If we do lose going forward, it might be a close game, this and that. But I don't see no team that matched up and would give us more problems than the, Raider, than the Ravens. So far, because a lot of other teams we used to see in Kansas City, not saying that we will beat them, but we used to see in Kansas City, we have already beaten them two times already. Um, we got Dallas coming up. Dallas been rolling over their teams, the Dolphins, the mm-hmm. Giants. So when they beat a real, when yeah, they meet a real team, I don't see them beating us. Um, who else we got coming up? We got some good teams coming up. Um, we already beat the Steelers. Now we got some big teams coming up. So. It's a good, this is the, a good four or five game stretch where the Patriots could see where they at. But one thing I could say about Bill Belichick, usually the team that beats us in the regular season, if we buck the Ravens again in the playoffs, they get beat. You think so? Yeah, they get beat. That was a game where, I mean, I, I, I Lamar Jackson, I, I, I was impressed by the way he played. Um, and you did say last week that Jaws have problems in mobile quarterbacks. That being said, even though I, I I like that game. I, I sort of agree with you. I don't think, I don't think that that was sustainable, really and truly. Um, but hey, I mean, it, it, it. They won the game, and I guess you know you gotta get them credit for that still. Yeah, they 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 played a hell of a game. We also have a problem. Like I told people, we also have a problem with our pass rush. Bill Belichick does a great job of. Covering his weaknesses. The reason why the Patriots keep sending the zero blitz, all out blitz, and playing man to man on outside is because that's the only way he could create pressure. If you send off defensive lineup head to head, we cannot get pressure to the quarterback because our defensive line has no real star. And we just ship away Michael Bennett to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't really have no big pass rusher that you could put up there one-on-one and say, but go win this matchup and get to the cornerback. So that is the reason people don't really, like I say, I saw it. But that is the reason why Bill Belichick sends so much zero blitz and he sends six, seven, eight guys at the QB because he, that's the only way he could create pressure on the on the, on the quarterback. Um, With that being said, like I say, mobile quarterbacks can kill that. Because once you do a, a, a zero blitz and you miss, and I felt like you're on the edges, you, you can't stop that. Easy couple of yards pickup. Same thing with the running game. If you look at our past two, three weeks when we actually played teams with good running backs like Nick Chubbs, 
from um, Cleveland. Even though he had a few fumbles, his yardage was good against us. Brandon um, Mark Ingram, um, same thing. Yeah. Quarterback, same thing. So it's like when you got teams with good running backs and you can create pressure and you got holes in your defense, you we can always have problems with that. Well, so I'm, they got to fix that and, and get that together for the playoff run. Luckily for you, it's only really, what, the Ravens and AFC and, I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes those probably that y'all would really have to worry about in terms of that. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like you say, I didn't expect y'all to go undefeated, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad y'all lose, of course. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't expect y'all to go undefeated. How how you feel about the AFC race where we at, we at what, week nine? Mm-hmm. How you feel about the AFC race week nine? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really see no race. Like, to me, it's more a division race this year than a conference race, because at the top you could see that Patriots are head and shoulders above. Um, everybody else, even the even though the Ravens beat us, they still got to win the division. They got to beat um Cleveland again into an easy stretch. This second half of the season, Cleveland will have the easiest schedule going forward. And they have the talent to win out. Um, Pittsburgh actually is holding firm, even though Ben Roethlisberger is not there. I think Pittsburgh is like what four and four, or five and three. Yeah, they 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 actually holding firm. They're really doing good. Um, but other than that, you got Kansas City. I think it's at five and three. Um, but they having issues trying to keep Mahomes healthy. Same thing with mobile quarterbacks. You try to keep them healthy because their legs is really their their value. Um. But other than that, I don't see nothing. I think the big, the big, the big clash this year could be in the NFC. You got the Saints, you got the Packers, you got the 49ers, you got a lot of teams in the NFC. Any which one on any given Sunday could come out of the NFC and make a Super Bowl run. That's that's the biggest battle for me. Like from my, uh, I mean, 49ers, you can't deny how they playing this year, and then Saints could always be a. Uh, in that little, the, the hundred things. And then the Packers, this is the first year I really feel Aaron Rodgers had a good team in a while. Even though they let me down Sunday doing yeah. crap. But, you know. Cost me losing fantasy. It's funny when give me no wide receiver. <laughs> but I think they have a nice, uh, they got a nice squad. Um, this this year, uh, the playoff race could be tight uh, in that conference. Um, how you feel about the Browns, man. The Browns just so disappointing. I really thought, um, I really had, had higher expectations for them this year. They just, um, they seem just so out of sorts. My thing with the Browns is, it's like, you limit yourself. Like in, in, in many places, you you go around and teams would be like, oh, well, we ain't that good because we don't have personnel. Then you look at teams like the Brown, where they give you the running back you need. They give you the two wide receivers you need. They give you the tight end you need. You have the offensive line you need. And you just draft the quarterback you need. So you have the personnel to succeed. But now, what's the problem? The culture. Like, the fellas in letting it go, like, multiple times. I actually I, I actually watched the end of that Browns game. And I was like, you playing, first of all, you playing Denver, who has been famous for losing close games all season. 
and you were in a close game with Denver. And I tell you, I watched Odell Beckham smoke Chris Harris Jr. on the outside. Yep. Three consecutive plays. And I ain't talking about smoke and the one C. He blowing past him and he putting his hand up, waving. Yep. Waving at, at um, 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 the quarterback. And he would force that ball to Jarvis Landry. And he'd force that ball to Nick Chubb. And I'd be like, but y'all vibing or something? Eh? Like what it is, like you got to realize that when you have a talent like Odell Beckham, you you utilize it. You got to look for that. What you think Eli Manning used to do? Never. Eli Manning drop back and sometimes he don't even look to that side. All he know is Odell Beckham in my right and I let it go. That's how, yeah. that's how he became famous. He became famous from catching them wild passes that Eli Manning throw into nowhere. Eli, if you look at some of them balls, them ball was going out of bounds. Yeah, them just, ball was five yards ahead. They was overthrown. And Odell Beckham being the great talent he is, made the players which made him who he is today. And you got that on your team. And as a second-year quarterback, someone who's supposed to be trying to prove that they wasn't a fluke last year, but he had been forcing that ball to Odell. I think he he's trying to balance... See, and the problem with let me not say the problem, but with Baker, he had a he had a very good rookie season. He he and the expectations was low for Cleveland last year. Uh he exceeded expectations. He was able to develop his own little identity as a quarterback. And now he's forced in a situation which is a lot hard for a lot of young players where now you have to contribute to a winning environment. So now he has to put all the the stuff that he, the the good things that he uh, achieved last year, you got to put his ego aside a bit, and now he got to work with um, in a more cohesive winning environment. I think he even struck um, troubles adjusting to that. Well, he need to adjust quick. He need to turn on the light and turn on the fire, and just blaze the second half of the season because that's what this season will be judged on. If you have, a, if he have a hot second half of the season and make the playoffs, people will forget. But that's what he's half yeah, that he's doing David, garbage. David. So if I as Odell, you choke him out and put him against the wall and say, "Big brother, I open on these players, send this ball, boy. We got these easy teams. You know, cornerback matching up with me for the second half of the season. Send this ball out, boy." But there's already run on the run. Rumors already rumors that um that uh um coming out of the Browns camp that if they don't improve during the second half of the season, um and it creeps into next year that they're looking to trade no debt. I don't know why that rumors come out. Yeah, and that's just analysts trying so, to trying to jump the gun so they could be whatever. oh I used to face one who call it. Yeah. But they don't know nothing about nothing. Um Odell is still comfortable there because he has Jarvis. As long as Jarvis Landry is there and, and, and him and Odell is still that one-two punch that they was in LSU, he don't have no problem being there. Now, the other thing is you got to get on timing with the QB. Once you get on that timing with that QB and y'all start clicking, everything else can fall in line. But like I say, it's just a trust matter. I don't think uh, right now Mayfield has that trust in Odell that Eli Manning had with him. And to me, I feel like but as a sen- if you was a sensible, high IQ co- quarterback, you don't right. even need to say, build no chemistry, bro. Exactly. Certain players, you just be like, boy, go on a nine, run a fly, and I can put it out there, make the play. But do we look at Baker that way? Because even though Eli was trash for like the last three to, f- three to four years or whatever the case may be, <laughs> he 
is still a high enough IQ QB to understand, okay, there is certain things on this field that you can't deny. And, and Odell is a receiver that is super talented. I have to, in order for me to get my, get a, give my team a best chance of winning, I got to always look for this nigga down the field. Well, like you say, it comes with IQ because yeah. I don't care what uh, quarterback he was. If you look back to Dan Marino, Dan Marino had two of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, right, receivers in the league when he's at his peak. When it comes to Steve Young, the 49ers, them, they had some of the best wide receivers. You had Jerry Rice. You had um, um, T.O. You had, like, fellas who could make you big. So even Tom Brady had Randy Moss, and now he had... Edelman and back then he had Welker and Gronk so like mm -hmm. if you want to be a top don't mind them saying oh you're the greatest quarterback of all time or you're the top quarterback when it comes to like Drew Brees and stuff always remember they always had number one wide receivers yeah. with them Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne so you ain't gonna be no top quarterback and don't give your star wide receiver yeah. the ball and I'd argue that's how you should be judged you should be judged by what you do when you get Elite talent on your team, exactly. Because if if you could you could have a great season, you could have the most yards, uh, you have the most rushing touchdowns or whatever the case may be. But if you get elite talent on your team as a quarterback, people are looking for you now to say, okay, you should be able to carry us to the promised land. We we gave you the receivers that you need. Now, if you are a franchise quarterback, you should be able to get it done. And so far, like you said, it's still early, and it's still early the season, you know. I mean, you got a second half to turn it on, you know what I mean? And it's only a second, yeah. But, you know, that's how you'll be judged. Yeah, well, you have to get it together. So, that on him. Uh, let's talk about y'all now, because you've been d ducking around this question all day. Talk about your team. Well, we've been. We've been looking all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, winning these little mid-season games, they ain't really mean much. We talking about your team going forward. We're getting on with y'all crippled quarterback. Well, they just put Cam on injury reserve. You know what I mean? So I think they're shutting him down for the rest of the season. Awful, uh, awful, awful. If you ask me what I think about that. Um, well, look, I mean, Cam obviously wasn't healthy. He obviously wasn't healthy. Shame. Shame. I, I didn't think he, he would it would be this serious as to where he would have to sell the rest of the season. But um, they didn't really disclose the seriousness of his injury anyway. It just it seemed as if he was an LD. And, you know, this is stuff that people was calling from years ago that, you know, eventually the hits were going to take a toll on his body and all that good stuff. And that he would, it would shorten his career by what, three years or whatever the case may be. But, um, Right now, I look at it, I think um, Kyle Allen is doing a good job playing for us. But um, at the same time, I think once Cam gets healthy, you have to insert him back in the starting lap because, I mean, he's Cam. He's Cam Newton. Kyle Allen, take nothing away from him. He's, he's played very solid. But like I tell people before, and I'll say it again, you know, we winning in spite of Kyle Allen, not because of Kyle Allen. You know, we have mm -hmm. a, a very strong uh, uh, defense. McCaffrey is 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 an animal, top running back that's in the, the league. That's the only thing with saving you. So, I mean, we have the tools to actually compete. If we had a a really really solid quarterback at the helm, and 
hopefully with Kian Kian comes back, you know, he could he could he could re- regain some of that fire from twenty fifteen. Yeah. Oh, you're not dominant. Um my thing is with 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 with, with Cam them. Um he, he he doesn't know when to just be honest and be truthful with everything. My thing is you heard this foot from the preseason. You should have started rehabbing that from then. You come out, play game one. Wasn't feeling good. You come out again, play game two. Wasn't feeling good. Then, now they had to force you to sit out game three and say, hold on, wait. Take a look at what's going on because you ain't setting your foot. You, you baby in this leg. Let's take a look at this foot yeah, for true, for true and see what's going on. From week two now. Now you're on the sideline and you're talking about, oh, I can be straight, um, just give me a few weeks. You keep forcing the issue. And now, come mid-season, you realize, and everybody else realize, okay, the footy ain't healing. Something that they was telling you from the start, you should take let a specialist look at. Now, week nine, you want to talk about, oh, you going to a foot specialist. So now you just waste a yeah. whole season. And they had to put you on IR for the rest of the season over an uh, injury that you could have gone and get checked out from week two. Of the preseason, and, and, and probably could have been coming back now, and be an asset to your team. You see, the problem I think with that is, um, Cam and Cam has this attitude where he, he, um, and he's had it for a little while, where he just wants to downplay injury, and he wants to downplay nicks and knocks and bruises. Like you playing in the NFL, first of all, you playing probably the most physical style of any quarterback in the league. You need to be able to take care of your body, regardless of whether you think um, your game is your game and you will always play injured or whatever, because this has been a recurrent theme for him, but it's never been this bad. You have to be able to take care of your body and understand when something is wrong seriously and it's affecting the way you play. You cannot be effective. Yeah, you got you got to do a better job. What Cameron have to realize is, I understand you don't have the millions, you don't have the fame, the fortune, and all that stuff, but you got to realize your body is your craft. Yeah, you know, bodies pay you for nothing else than for you to use your body, which is one of the greatest jobs in the in, in the whole entire world. Some of you, all you got to do is wake out all day and come and play the sport that you love, and people paying you millions of dollars just for you. To perform, and your body needs to be at a hundred percent or close to it to perform at a high level, to actually achieve the the goals that you want to achieve in the NFL and stuff like that. So, like, you gotta take care of your body and put that first. You can't say, "Oh, well, it's just a little foot injury, and I can play through the season." Because guess what? You go there and you mess that foot up, and then it becomes a bigger injury. Then you gotta realize now you ain't only mess up the 2019 season. You might have messed up the end of your career. Use a mobile quarterback, and that's always possible. If you if you if you if you use a mobile quarterback and you mess up your feet, now you lose speed and you can't put too much weight on that and this and that. And you gotta sit in that pocket on a team that has been notorious for never putting a good offensive line around you. Your career over, bro. And then, I mean, I guess you know, I guess it's 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 old mindset is I gotta adopt. You know what I mean? I could adopt once oh, okay. this, this, this leave you, but that's what made you who you are. It, at this point, to me, forget adopting. 
All right. I mean, he had a very, very good season, um, at least start of the season last year in terms of accuracy and all that. I think that was his highest completion percentage since he came in the league before he got injured. So I guess there's hope there. But at the same time, we know what your bread and butter is. Don't go, don't stray away from that. Protect the investment. All right. And and it's 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 bad that, you know, essentially wasted the whole season basically now. And now we have to hope that next year at least he comes back refreshed after having a whole basically a whole season off. Um so we'll see what happens. I mean, like I say, Carolina is holding on to Fort Fuss, but I think this would have been a good year to see what we have with this team fully healthy. I think we have a good squad um, aside from the quarterback position, which I think we can improve on. No, ain't nothing now, man. But um, speaking of using and playing your bread and butter, let's segue over to the NBA, where uh, man level LeBron is now <laughs> sucking the powers of all his uh, newly acquired talent in L.A., and the only thing I could see in the media is LeBron this, LeBron that, LeBron the next. And I was like, this is the same reason I didn't want him on my team, you know. Like, Anthony Davis is playing some really good ball right now. Yes. Dwight Howard is playing some really good ball right now. Caruso is playing some good ball right now. Like, these fellas, role players, this and that, they pulling their weight. And then you got people like Dwight Howard, who is resurging their career. Rondo about to come back from injury, who about to put it, give us another uh, um, point guard, a ball handler that could take the ball and, and, and bring it up when LeBron is, needs his rest. Not saying like LeBron, LeBron is not doing his thing, but let's, let's, let's be clear now. This is one of the best teams LeBron has had since he probably left Miami. And AD is the best, hands down, the best Number two star. Well, actually, he's the number one to me yeah, that LeBron has ever played he, with. He's the best. He's the, he's best, the best player, player that LeBron has ever, that played, LeBron with. Has ever yeah. played with. So it's like you have all these things now, and now they all they all they all of a sudden talking about all oh, LeBron and this MVP conversation. Now it's like no what? See, that's why I cancel. So because what, what, what the hell? We ain't gonna do this this year. And that's why I'm glad we, we had that losing season last year we, with LeBron. We ain't gonna do this this year to show that he was here before. And he wasn't getting done. Now you get this super team with different fellas because you trade away all the young fellas who's developing. And we had to come and bring a super team and put together for you. Now all of a sudden, you was the MVP and you was the person who was always here. If anything, someone else is the MVP who just reached. Yeah, but we ain't gonna do this for that, all right? Because like I tell people, you can't have a both ways. When Steph and Giddy was on the same team, you all said they can't see each other out. They ain't winning no MVP. As long as them two on the same team, they ain't winning no MVP. So if LeBron and AD on the same team, that can't be no MVP. I mean, AD could win MVP. AD could. But, again, if, if we if we consider LeBron as well, they should be counseled. Yeah. Now, yeah, but, uh, with LeBron and um, Andy Davis right now is obviously the best player on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, LeBron, he, he's, he's been impressive um, um, in the beginning. He's playing his role. He's, 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 he's been um, very impressive. Yeah, 17. You still got to give him credit. Yeah, 17. Still balling out like that. Um, but like I tell people, you know, I'm not worried or concerned about LeBron early in the season. I'm not worried or concerned about LeBron during the course of the regular season. But you and yeah, 17. 
So. My my thing is, I heard something today where an analyst said that, oh, the only reason that LeBron is playing so well now is because he's finally motivated. Say the reason why LeBron didn't take last series, season too serious is because he had guys on his team that he know couldn't get him to the championship. So he was less motivated to perform. That's why his numbers were down and he wasn't really... I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. My thing is, let's, let's, let's step back and look at this basketball thing from a greater perspective now. You, 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 you trying to vow to be one of the greatest players of all time. And from what I have seen, all of the greatest players, or all the people who are in discussion for greatest player of all time, always had a competitive nature. When Kobe was playing with Smush Parker and, 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 and Kwame Brown, he never say, man, I really too motivated because I don't feel like this team could get me. Kobe is going out there and killing niggas every night. When Jordan, before Jordan had that team in the 90s, when Jordan came into the league in the 80s and he wasn't winning championships and he had fellas, Jordan used to make the playoffs and drop 60-something points on the Celtics. And at the time, that's the Celtics of the 80s who was winning championships with Larry Bird and Robert Parrish. And Jordan Ying again say, oh, well, this team ain't too good. So I, I, I really too motivated to perform. Like, I hate that we give that slack to LeBron because it's almost like, oh, well, he just don't have that competitive nature. He don't have that fire. The, what? The thing is... That, that don't make sense the to me. The greats... One, some, one thing about the greats and the true greats of this game, and I say LeBron, you're a true great, but... He's a great talent. He, he, LeBron, I, I continue to say this, and I continue to say this. Um, LeBron has, has, um, has, has, has re-engineered his greatness to a point where... Um, he has changed the narrative on his story so much. They gotta like make excuses for him though. Yeah, and, which I don't like. And um, the true guys, like you mentioned, they take they take each opportunity as a challenge. Yes, they want to win championships. Right, everybody wants to win championships. But when you are a real great player, you take each opportunity you are placed in as a new challenge, and you say, you know what? I can make the best of the situation. I can galvanize these young players on my team and I can lead them to something. I can make no excuses. Exactly. I can run. This is what I could do. When Kobe had, um, like you say, smushing all those boys or whatever the case may be, he said, all right, I take this as a challenge. I can figure out how how we could do this. I can figure out how we could flick and get us to, to where we need to be. When he had his last super team, quote unquote to the team, which failed. Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Parker saw it. When he had those towards, they was miserable by mid season. Them, them lousy niggas is the reason who caused Kobe to blow your leg up. And they did. They was miserable by mid season. Kobe could have easily said, you know what? But this thing don't make no sense. Let me just ride this one out or whatever. Uh we failed. Let's move on. Kobe said, you know what? I could do what it takes to get this team in the playoffs. And he might and Tony end up playing him what forty minutes must he couple of games straight before he blow his Achilles out or whatever the case may be. And Kobe's averaging like at least 30, 30, 35 points a game. Trying to will that team to the playoffs despite all the drama or whatever they is going through. So LeBron to me, I've only seen him do that one year. Well, I've seen him do that. Um 
I give him respect for when he did it pre um Miami when he did it with the old seven calves. But I seen him do it with I the, seen him do it on multiple occasions. With the last um Cavs team before he went to LA. Yeah, where you feel like, oh, we ain't gonna beat this team anyway. So I ain't playing too hard. He done that in the finals and all. When you I, see I mean, certain, he, certain he, games. he did it against the Warriors, definitely. Yeah, he'd be like, he did oh, it against well, the Warriors. Like, we can't win, so let it go. He did it like, against what? the Warriors. No. But I, I was impressed the last season before he joined LA. I was impressed by the way he carried himself that entire season. He they had a lot of trades and everything, but he said, you know what, I could play hard this entire season. That was probably the most impressed I was with LeBron out of any even though they didn't win a championship, I was more impressed by that than any of the championships he won. I feel as if LeBron has made his career too much about winning championships, and it's it's it's, it's almost embarrassing because he he's willing to go to any extent. Yeah. And just like how they interviewed Kobe the other day, run behind players, yeah, and, and beg for certain situations. Exactly. I need playmakers. I need this. I need. I need that. Like big man, like, you use a GM or use a player. Uh, Whatever what they give what are you, you, the next four players they give you on the court, go there and make it happen. And Mr. Greatest of all time, exactly. Go there and make it happen. And um, and even the one will clown you for 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 if you don't win a championship every year, like that. People that, respect hard. People, people, people clown LeBron because of the way he loses. Exactly, and the way he goes about trying to win. Exactly. When he have a super team, all of a sudden it's. He's skinning all teeth on the side there. He dancing and showboating and carrying on like a real, real little gal on the side there. And when they told him cut up, he screw up, he face mash up, and then he going in the media, I think we need another playmaker. I, th- <laughs> I think we need another big guy. Oh, I think management need to look into the... Like, what? <laughs> like, you got to keep that same energy, bro. Like, you got to realize that whatever the team put around you, that's what they could do. So don't come in here trying to embarrass your GM, trying to embarrass your coaches, trying to embarrass your team just to force their hand to be like, she, this play just going out there and, and run on like that in the media and you know they can put pressure on us. Let's go see who we can throw around. <laughs> Another reason I, I don't really rate LeBron, especially now, is I watched what he do recently. Within like the past two seasons or so. LeBron wants to play point guard, right? Or he likes to play, bring down the ball and have the ball in his hand coming down the court. My problem with LeBron is on the defensive end. He don't like to match up with the best player on the other team. What I noticed LeBron is do, even the first game when we played the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard would match up on him when he has the ball. On defense, he throw Avery Bradley at him. Then when Avery Bradley go to the bench, they bring in Contavious Caldwell Pope and they throw him on him. And LeBron guiding like friggin' Patrick Beverly, who you know he ain't gonna score no ball at no high rate. Like, that's one thing I don't like with LeBron. Like, you never <laughs> get that superstar on superstar matchup. When Kobe is in the league, Kobe always wanted to guide the best player on the next team. Unless that person was a center or someone who played in the post, once that's a perimeter player, Kobe on him. Even if he was a point guard. Yep. So it's like, that's what we come to see. We want to see the head-to-head matchup. You can't want the best player to guide you when you have the ball, and that's your matchup, because Kawhi Leonard is a small forward, Paul George could pass for a small forward, KD is a small forward, Giannis is a small forward. These fellas are the best people at your position. So they guarding you when you got the ball. 
Then when it comes down to the defense, defensive end, you letting Avery Bradley, Rondo, Contavious Pope, and all these fellas, you throwing out the best player on the court, and you sitting in the corner with the spot-up shooter. Like, really, bro? Yep. And it's Le- your competitive nature. And, and and I think LeBron is the underlying reason why a lot of people believe the NBA is soft. I mean, they won't say it's LeBron. But when you think about it, Jordan... See, people grew up idolizing Jordan. And Jordan defined greatness. LeBron... Both sides of the ball. Yeah. So LeBron is this era's best player. So he was able, because he's this era's best player, he was able to redefine greatness. And people, even if you ain't really thinking about it, you look at it a lot differently than Jordan because it's like, it's not the same thing. No. And you look at, uh, even look how Kobe came up under Jordan. Jordan, he ain't taking no days off. I play in every game. If I fully healthy, I play in every game. Oh, no. I play in, I got in the toughest matchup. I got in the dude who I scoring over. LeBron, hey, Katie, I switching off Katie, but I ain't into that. Yeah, I ain't into that too. Until the fourth yeah. quarter when I done get all my energy and he done roast my my defender yeah. for like 35, 40 points. Now, let me come in and be the shutdown defender. Yeah, or let me really? try get my little chase down or whatever. Yeah, please. Boom. Kobe, Jordan, hey, y'all can live with me taking the last shot as the best player. LeBron, um, you know, if someone open like a bot, like I don't blame LeBron for that one, but hey, that's what he that's what he does. Kobe and Jordan, or or hey, listen, this a team y'all give me. I need to try and win with this team. I can do what it takes to try and win with this team. LeBron, no man, this team ain't good enough. I I need some more pieces. I need this. I need that. So I think the the way LeBron is coming and redefine greatness to a lot of the dudes who look up to him now. And that's why we see the NBA is the way it is. That's why you see people, hey, let's switch teams here. Let's go here. Let's do this here. Because now greatness isn't defined no more by what Jordan them define it as, okay, we got to ride up with one team and this is how we could be the greatest. Now LeBron is telling people, but guess what? Because everybody's still giving them the accolades, people looking at it like, but I could switch teams and still be called um, one of the greatest players in the NBA. Look at Kevin Durant, living poof. Just how Kobe was a Jordan disciple, Durant is clearly a LeBron disciple. Living proof that he feels as if, but listen, I could do whatever I want. Um, I still, I still talented, but as long as, as long as I win in championships, no one could care. But that's not, that's further from the truth. People, all championships are not created equal. As much as people would try to make it seem like that. My thing is, a lot of these young guys, they don't focus on legacy. But as much as they say, oh yeah, you do, could you could go to other teams and you could, you could switch and you could go and play where you want. You got to look at legacy. Playing for a team. Like, you you making a team better. You making an organization better. You making an owner richer. You making a fan base bigger. But what are you doing for yourself? Like, you, it's like you ain't building yourself. You ain't building your brand. Back in the day when it was Allen Iverson them, you, you know what they used to say? Allen Iverson and the 76ers. <laughs> That's how big Iverson was compared to his team, bro. Iverson was his brand. It was Allen Iverson and the 76ers going up against Kobe Bryant and the LA Lakers or Tracy McGrady and the Orlando Magics or 
something like that. Vince Carter and the Toronto Raptors. Now, where these fellas so wishy-washy, you can't even put them on, like, to say, oh, Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. Because next year, he ain't even there. You can't say Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans. Because next year, he there. So you can't even put a player to a team to say, this the longevity, this person could be here. And I could actually say, LeBron James and the LA Lakers, because now, in another two years, now, you know what happen. Exactly. Not to say the drama of, they better win one. If they don't get no uh, ring in the next two years, all hell could break loose in 2021. Because you ain't, he can be, oh, I don't know what I could do. And then his son coming in the league, or whoever draft my son, I might want to go play with them. You you don't know for your son right now. I'd be like, but anyway, ain't nobody on that run too much. (laughs) But I think, I think, I think they have, y'all have a good chance of getting one. Um, I still like the Clippers, though. I think the Clippers team. Oh, negative. Clippers team, I think once Paul George come back, um, I think Beverly could beat us here as um, this 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 era's version now. Draymond, <laughs> you know, once they they we move on from Draymond, I think Beverly could be the dead nigga that that everybody is is get irritated by. He could be the, that team is Draymond, and I think the Clippers have a nice team. They have a really really nice team. Let me tell you the problem with the Clippers, like I told people the other day. The Clippers' problem is they too fixated on the Lakers. The Clippers could beat the Lakers in all four matchups this year. It wouldn't matter. Until you reach the playoffs. The problem that the Clippers can have is that you ain't going to buck the Lakers in the first round. You probably ain't even going to buck them in the second round. It look, You realize the Clippers beat the Lakers. And that's the only team so far that beat the Lakers. Since the Clip- mm. since the Lakers lost their first game, they now haven't lost since. So like you gotta realize that the Clippers already lose to what Phoenix. They already losing the other teams that they didn't thought they'd lose to. So now when the playoffs start, you so hype up that by any back LA we can kill them. You can go right now first round and get your hair punch off by one of friggin' Portland, who can sneak in. You be like, but Damian Lillard, famous for bracing fellas head off in the playoffs. Also. Then you got um, Houston. Them fellas who, when they hot, they beat you by 40. When they cold, they lose by 40. Then you got a sneak pick coming in the West. You don't know how um, Denver can pan out. So don't be too fixated on trying to beat L.A. when you ain't too sure you can see L.A. That's like when they're saying um, um, Houston keep building this team to beat Golden State. And then Houston getting beat in the second round. Be like, bro, you don't even see Golden State King. But watch this. They 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 have a team that I think they focus on beating y'all, yes. But they have a team that I think they could beat most of the West. I mean, you might have one or two bad matches for them. I think, um, see what's people are poor, George, that, that's a real defensive unit. Ain't much teams, they ain't, they ain't get shut down. Now, um, I don't know if any sleepers in the West really. Maybe the whole West is a sleeper. May, maybe Denver. If the if the Rockets get their act together, then my thing with the Clippers is I don't want, I don't could. want people think it could be as easy as it seems. No, no, it ain't, it ain't gonna be okay. Walker. Because oh, they win this much games and they make the playoffs, and now you are two stars. It's still basketball. You still yeah. gotta gel these two stars in number one. Number two, you gotta make sure these fellas healthy. Paul George trying to come back next week. I don't know what he rushing for. 
to team, the one good without you. We already know what you yeah, good for. But, cool. Kawhi Leonard sitting out tonight because he's saying his, he have a bad me. Where does this come from? But you know Kawhi. Kawhi can always... You done on load management? Kawhi is, a, Kawhi is the mastermind of this thing. Honestly, Kawhi should get more hate, but he don't get more hate because he's so quiet. So it's like... And, and people, <laughs> but really, Kawhi is a slick nigga. Kawhi, Loki, almost on the same level as LeBron. Yeah, he on this load management crap, and he'd be like, but LeBron, Kawhi ain't play a back-to-back since 2017. Exactly. And he'd be like, bro, what the hell, like, so you ain't trying to play? Loki, he basically on the same level as LeBron, but LeBron just more outspoken with it. So you know what you get with LeBron. With Kawhi, he still have this nature of, oh, he just wants to come out and work out. But Kawhi's a mastermind, but he got these stuff planned out too. He didn't know. And the Barker's head, but guess what? Win a championship in Toronto. If I win one in, in LA, it could be a legacy wide. So, I doubt it could be this year. I still feel they need one more piece. Um, and I know for sure LA can get one more piece. It's the reason why we have that one roster spot open that we ain't even trying to look at someone. Because all LeBron waiting for is buyout season when someone gets disgruntled. I keep telling people, don't sleep on OKC. And Chris Paul, as much as I see all these OKC highlights, I realize that they show in that, that, that Alexander boy. And I even forget Chris Paul was in Oklahoma City. But Chris Paul being a good sport, he, he playing, he contributing, you know. Ain't nobody can pay teaching. you 40 million a year and you got the back about shining you. But I think he, I think, I think he okay with that because he didn't. Like, see, Chris Paul is one of those that respect. Making forty million, yeah, yeah. I'd be okay with it too. Chris Paul is one of those that respect. He ain't really, and like, and then again, like, but but that in the way, that in the way he wanted to end his career. No, no. But at a certain point, see, what people have to understand too with the NBA, the owners then watch you all carry on for your money. They then watch you all carry on for your contract. They then watch you all say we we control where we go. So when they have a grip of you all. They ain't letting go. When they see they have an advantage over y'all, they ain't, they ain't giving in to nothing. He, I, I feel he can get buyout. He can end up in L.A. I ain't get buyout. That's too big of a contract to buy out. He okay, make so it. you have all the cap space. They let Paul George yeah, go. But, they don't but, have no star there. Yeah, but buying him out, like, it they wouldn't it wouldn't help them. That. Like, he want them to buy him out, but he want he want to get his full money. He ain't get it. You see what I'm saying? Now, for them, they're like, hold on. We ain't buying you and giving the full money. Now, unless he settle, unless he settle, then the, yeah, we'll see your body really, really wants to win. But like people don't realize, like even with with NBA contracts, they fully guaranteed as for for per season. You know, you realize that at the end of the season, they still could cut Chris Paul and don't have to pay him the last two years of his contract. Yeah. So it's like we could buy you out for the rest of this year. And we still ain't getting them last year because big man, we didn't cut you anyway in July. So I feel like I say, I feel he has, if he really wants to get it okay, he, it's no chance of you winning no championship in OZ. No, no. So and there's no, even no chance of you being competitive. So we can see what more important him because even when I felt that like he resigned with Houston, I felt as if yeah, that, that was, was me. That was a bag move. You know, that, that was, was mainly about the bag. That was a secure, like, secure your retirement yeah. money. Type move. He frame it as, you know, I still want to win a championship. I believe we could do in Houston. Yeah, sure. But I mean, y'all, y'all had a good year. But, you know, that was mainly about the buy. But like I said, once the NBA owners, and that same situation happened with Iguodala right now, as you could see. Iguodala. Gee, I didn't even know you said it was in the league. Iguodala been trying to get to a different team. And Memphis like, bro, we just ain't giving that full amount. So. 
Well, I just think it's sad that that's this. I wouldn't want to see Chris Paul career end like that because even now, Chris Paul used to be in the top five point guard discussion every year. And even now, like they say, I forget he was even in the league. He definitely ain't even in the top five point guard discussion no more. No. So I just still think he got juice left in the tank, though. Exactly. He just yeah. needed to go someplace where he could display it. So hopefully we'll see where that where that how that turns out. Um, we'll see how the NBA unfolds going into this weekend. Also, week ten this week ten we get into now the NBA NFL, right? Yeah, or week, week ten. Week, we we on week nine now. We can take week ten. All right, we see how we got one undefeated team left, the San Francisco 49ers, which is a surprise undefeated team. And we got the Patriots bouncing back. We got um, Houston is on a bye, and they in lead of their division. We got the Colts coming up, fellas making a playoff push coming on to the end of the season. Uh, here are the experts. We will keep you updated. And our picks are coming up. Because I ain't want to hear no story. The last game or the last two games of the season, but I tell you they was getting, uh-uh-uh. Next week, when we get our full, well, I lie, I'm going to be off the island next week. But by the end of the month, before December starts, we're going to make our picks of the division winners and possible wildcard uh, teams. So we could judge on who has the best look at who would possibly could make the playoffs this year. So that'll be coming up. We'll see how that turns out. Um, any shout-outs today? Yeah, we want to shout-out. Uh, the experts are going to be at the uh, P1 Aqua X World Championship over the weekend over Atlanta's Paradise Island. So uh Sijetsky tournament um, over Paradise Island. So the experts will be there. We'll be giving you some highlights on social media, on Facebook and stuff. So look out for that. And, um, yeah, just shout out all the uh, local athletes, international athletes doing their thing. Uh, shout out, buddy. Right. <laughs> Play good the other day. Don't cause me. Hey, let's hit. Play good the other day. Uh, I would shout out next, but shout out Aiden, but Aiden, you got to get you gotta get it together, bro. Yeah, but drink some more water. You got to flush together. your system. Um, uh, hopefully, I can talk to Bob. I can try and get us a little podcast coming from the game again. Next week, I'll be at the... Miami Heat versus Detroit Pistons game in Miami. So I can at least see if we could get a little live stream or a little something going on from there. Uh, speak with my engineer and my cameraman and we'll, we'll let you know what's going on. Next week we might have a part on Tuesday to, so we could get the live stream from the American Airlines Arena. But until then, guys, we can see you all next week. You all be safe and be blessed. Yep. Kids in the city when we in around town Next door neighbors telling us that it's too loud Now neighbor, can you please just turn that mess down? This is the sound of throwing pennies on the ground Turn it up